Are you interested in making your own podcast? If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. It's free. They have creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer. Anchor will then distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcast, and many more. You guys can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And in fact, I'm using Anchor and I love it. If you're interested, download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hey everybody, this is Heidi St. John. Welcome to the Busy Mom Podcast Bible Study. Uh, this is Monday, and this is going to be part three of a four-part Bible study that I'm doing. Sort of, um, I'm kind of beta testing y'all to see if you like this, if it if it works for you. I'd really, really love to hear your feedback. You can email me podcast at thebusymom.com and let me hear let me hear your feedback as you're downloading these study notes. I'd really like to know: Is it working for you? Is it a little too much? Is it you're not getting enough? Um, I'm really curious to know. Uh, if you're enjoying this or not. For those of you who don't know what in the world I'm talking about, um, on Mondays, starting in the middle of September, I started a a one-week podcast-led Bible study. And so while you're listening to this, you can actually go to my podcast right now. You can go to the show notes and you can download the Bible study guide that goes along with it. If you're interested in being a leader for the Bible study, and some of you are sitting in a room right now and you're like, that's me, I'm the leader. Everyone look at your leader. So thankful for the women who have stepped up to the plate. There's a whole bunch of you around the country. And can I just say how humbled and privileged I am to be working with you as you encourage the women uh, who are in your groups. What an incredible opportunity we've been given to encourage each other in the word of God. And so if you're interested in being a leader, we wanna hear from you. Uh, Right now, we're actually coming up with an application process for you, and that's gonna be up uh, up on my website. I'm getting ready to change my website, and we're kind of... Uh, testing out and launching a couple of different new things that I think are going to really encourage you. But in the meantime, go ahead and just email us, podcast at the busy mom. Let me know that you're interested in being a leader and you will hear back from us. Somebody on my staff will get back to you and then we will send you the leader guide. So you cannot get the leader guide online, but you can get the student guide. So if you're listening to this for the very first time, you're like, man, I didn't know Heidi was doing that. Now you know. So just go to the show notes and uh, you'll write down below that image, you are going to see um, the show notes and just click on them. They're in PDF form and you can download them. And for right now, they're free. So uh, so check it out this month and let me know what you think. All right. So today I really want to dig into, because we're talking about biblical discernment, right, in an unbiblical age, right? And so for the last couple of weeks, we've been talking about what is discernment. Well, biblical discernment is being able to filter everything that's happening around you through the grid of scripture. And so in other words, when you hear a politician, when you hear a Bible teacher, when you hear a movie star, when you hear your next door neighbor or a podcaster like me or a blogger, talk about things that are going to be important in your life. I'm not talking about, you know, home decorating. I'm talking about, um, cultural issues. I'm talking about spiritual issues of morality. These are governed, the Bible says, by God. And so as believers, we need to have what? The mind of Christ. We've got to have the mind of Christ. And so remember last time I ended the podcast by just reminding you to go to Romans. Romans 12, verse 2 says, do not conform any longer 
to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Okay, I want to stop right there. What does it mean not to conform? We talked about this a little bit last time, but I want to just pick it up again so that we're sort of fresh and sort of back where we were. What does it mean not to be conformed any longer to the pattern of this world? Kind of a big deal. This is something we talk about with our kids all the time. What does it look like when you're out with your friends not to be conformed to the pattern of this world? Well, it looks like walking in a manner that's pleasing to God. It looks like being able to uh, to give an answer for the hope that lies within you, because people should be able to look at a person who is uh, who's who has accepted Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior, and who's walking with the Lord, and see something different about that. Not not different, weird. Right? I mean, some of you are like, right? I know some Christians and they're just flat out weird, right? Some of you are listening to this and you're going to be like, you know, I thought the Christians had 20 kids and they all, you know, and they all dressed a certain way and they looked a certain way. That's not really what I'm talking about, although that has something to do with it. Discernment certainly comes in, right? Because we want to be listening to the Lord and, and walking with Him. But really, it should be a, a, a it should be love. It should be fruits of the Spirit that come from the life of a believer. The Bible says that they'll know we are Christians by what? By our love. And, and this, is, this, is, this is a thing right now. So don't conform any longer to the pattern of this world. How loving are we online? Think about that for a second. I have seen some really snarky Christians online, and I, I dare to say I, I would be you know reticent to admit I've occasionally been that snarky Christian, <laughs> right? Because things sort of push you to the end of where you thought you could handle it. And the Apostle Paul is reminding us we are supposed to not be like the world. We're not supposed to conform any longer to the patterns of the world. That's why I think voting is such a big deal. We should vote how, how God would say what uh, he would want us to be involved. What breaks God's heart? That should break our heart. And if we're voting for somebody who's in favor of something that breaks the heart of God, I would say we really need to pray before we vote for that person. And this is why I'm such a staunch uh, supporter of a, of a pro-life platform, because God talks about, and we talked about this the very first week of the podcast, over and over and over again, and you guys have heard, you heard me, my friend Pam has been on the podcast talking about abortion. If you missed that podcast, I'll link back to it. Uh, she, she was very brave and did an incredible job of sharing her story of heartbreak. But I know many women who have struggled through the pain of abortion. It breaks the heart of God. He says uh, in the Ten Commandments, don't kill. Thou shalt not kill. He says he loves the unborn. He has a heart for the unborn. He, he numbered the hair on your head. He saw your unformed body while it was being knit together in your mother's womb. This is a big deal. So am I one of those values voters? Yes. Why? Because it matters to God. So if it matters to God, it should matter to us. So don't conform any longer to the pattern of this world, but be transformed. That means be changed. Be transformed like a butterfly is transformed in a cocoon, right? A, or a caterpillar, I should say, is transformed into a butterfly in a in a cocoon. It's the same thing. God is saying, don't be conformed any longer to this pattern, to the pattern of this world, but be transformed. How? By the renewing of your mind. So, how do we renew our minds? Well, the Bible says we do that in prayer. That we come before the Lord in prayer, and we do what David did, which is to say, search my heart. Try me and see if there's anything in my life that's not pleasing to you. Boy, those are, you know what? You're going to get what you pray for. So when we ask the Lord to renew our mind, we better be ready to look, take a, take a good look at ourselves in the mirror and go, okay, that, that, that could use some renewing <laughs> right there, 
right? That that needs some renewing. The Bible says only after you do that. So here's the second part of Romans 12, verse 2. I hope you guys have your Bibles open and you should be highlighting the heck out of this verse, all right? So after you do that, says Paul saying, don't be conformed any longer to the pattern of this world. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Do that through prayer and through the reading of the word. And then, circle that word then, then you'll be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. So he's saying, now, if you do that, you're going to be able to test and approve. This is something that is sorely lacking in our churches today, is this ability to test and approve. I've heard over and over again, don't judge, don't judge, you know, you know, and, and people say, don't judge lest you be judged, right? And we hear this verse all the time in the culture, first of all, taken wildly out of context, and I'll, I'll put more about this in the notes uh, today because this isn't completely the direction I want to take the podcast. But we are actually called to be discerning, to be wise and full of discernment. You've got to be able to judge. The Bible says that you'll know a tree by how? By its fruit. And so when you're getting ready to put your, your child, for example, in front of a teacher, ask the Lord to give you discernment. Is that teacher someone who you want teaching your children? You'll know them by their fruit. It's a big deal. Right? The Bible the Bible teaches us in Luke 6:40 that when a student is fully trained, he'll be like who? He'll be like his teacher. So we need to be able, it's imperative that we are able to test. We do that by wise judgment and approve. That means we've looked at it, we've filtered it through the grid of scripture, and we've said, you know, this passes the smell test. This is something that God would say yes to. And then we move forward with it. Sometimes the Lord is speaking to us and we don't listen. Sometimes he's asked us to take a stand and we're too afraid. But God's saying, don't do that. We've talked about this over and over in the word. God is saying, trust me, don't be afraid. Don't be conformed any, any longer to the pattern of the world. Be transformed by the renewal of your mind. Then you'll be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good pleasing, and perfect will. So a discerning Christian needs to learn to resist worldly interpretations. I'm going to link back today uh, to a video that I've shown probably to dozens and dozens of audiences around the country of an interview that uh, Rob Bell did with Oprah Winfrey. I hope you'll take the opportunity uh, to watch it. It's a rotten example. Uh, It's an example of somebody who is making a biblical, what he says is a biblical defense. So he's talking to Oprah about gay marriage and why he approves of it as a pastor, as a former pastor. I don't know that he's a pastor anymore. I think he just writes books now. I would use the term pastor loosely if he is a pastor. So Rob is giving a a defense for why he believes that God is cool with gay marriage. Now, I know that this is a, a hot topic, and I know some of you are, you know, you're irritated at me right now for even bringing it up. But let me just tell you right now, this isn't this is I think going to be one of the defining issues of this generation is whether or not we can hold to the authority of scripture in the face of persecution over this issue or not. It doesn't mean you don't love the you don't love the person. We are called to love everyone. We are not called those people that stand out in those Jonesboro Baptist people that stand out in front of, you know, they picket uh, funerals and they stand out in front of uh, places and they say that God hates fags, they are not speaking for the Lord. Let me just tell you that. God loves every single stinking last one of us. 
And praise the Lord, because no sin is worse than another in the eyes of the Lord. All sin separates us from God. We are called to call out sin when we see it. We are called to live a a life according to what God says is right and wrong. And you guys, this issue, this issue of homosexuality in the church is not a gray issue. It's pretty clear. And it wouldn't take you long if you were studying the Word of God, even in the New Testament. Study the Word of God in the New Testament. Read what God says about homosexuality. God, God calls it out. He says, that's not how I created you. That's not something that pleases God. And so as a Christian community, when we allow this uh, in our churches, oh my goodness, it's one thing for the world to not understand it, another thing for, for Christians to go, yeah, God doesn't care. Mm, God does care. And the thing that, that I think is so interesting, which is why I want you to watch the video if you get a chance, is you can click on it in the show notes today, watch it with your husband, uh, so you guys can be on the same page. The thing that I find most intriguing about Mr. Bell's interview with Oprah is that he never once references scripture in his defense of why he thinks the church should be cool with it. When you're listening to a pastor who's trying to tell you that you should be cool with something, or he thinks God is cool with it, and he never once backs up his position in scripture, you better run for the hills. You've got to be discerning. That's why uh, this month's scripture writing is on overcoming deception, because that is false teaching. It's false teaching. The reason that Mr. Bell never references scripture in his defense for homosexual marriage is because his position is literally indefensible according to the word of God. And as a believer, that's where we end up. We've got to end up with the word of God. The Bible says in Isaiah that the grass is going to wither and the flower is going to fade, but the word of God is going to stand forever. God's word doesn't change. The Bible says in 2 Peter 1, verse 3, that God has granted to us everything pertaining to life and godliness through the true knowledge of him who has called us by his own glory and excellence. And it's through the true knowledge of him that we have been given everything that we need to live a Christian life in a fallen world. And how else do we have true knowledge of God but through the pages of his word the Bible. And so what I'm trying to do is bring you to a place of maturing in your walk with God. Boy, we need to be mature in our walk with the Lord. The churches for the last 40 years, from what I can see, mainstream churches have been doing a great job of entertaining people and not a very good job of growing them in the Lord and taking us deeper in our walk with God. And spiritual maturity is the result of being nourished by God's word. In other words, we, we're growing. When you nourish a baby, what does it do? It grows. When you teach your children, what do they do? They grow. They mature. They grow in, in wisdom. They grow in stature. And that's what we should be doing as Christians. We should be growing. First uh, Peter 2, verse 2 said that we should long for the pure milk of the word, that by it we might grow in respect to salvation. That means God God wants us to grow, and we should be growing. So what areas do we need to be discerning? There's a whole bunch of them, and I'm going to pick this up next time, and we're going to talk about uh, what areas we need to be discerning in, and hopefully, if, as you guys are downloading the notes, uh, I'm going to give you a chance today even to talk about this, sort of what areas do you need to be discerning in, and then I will pick it up for you uh, the next time so that you can kind of see for yourself what it means to rightly divide the word of truth. So we'll talk about that when we come back for the last uh, 
podcast in this series, in this online Bible study series. And in the meantime, be, be thinking and make a list of areas that you think, man, I really need to be more discerning in this area. I really need to be going, boy, Father, what, what do you want me to do? Because at the end of the day, like I've said a hundred times on the podcast, it doesn't really matter what I say or what your pastor says. I mean, it does matter. But at the end of the day, you're going to answer to the Lord. And so we need to know what God says. We need to be able to look up uh, the answers for ourselves in the word of God and praise the Lord he's given it to you. Praise the Lord you have access to the word and you can look it up and you can say, Father, speak to me. He wants to speak to you. So I hope you guys will uh, take a minute, download the notes today, listen to this with your friends, talk about it, pray together, pray for each other. Um, Ask the Lord to give you wisdom and eyes to be discerning in the culture today. He has wisdom for you. The Bible says in James that whoever lacks wisdom can ask for it of God who gives to all generously and without reproach. That is the God we serve. He is the one who will give you biblical discernment in an unbiblical age. I'll see you back here next time at the Busy Mom Podcast. For more encouragement, visit me online at thebusymom.com.